we are able to fulfill requirements which help us to move forward, move ahead with decarbonization, lower CO2 footprints, energy savings, so higher energy efficiency, saving of materials due to more compact systems, less cooling efforts, etc. Hi folks, this is Fabian and uh, you are listening and watching the podcast for engineers, the podcast, you just have to listen and watch if you're interested in what's going on in the semiconductor market. Today, we will be talking about SIC, silicon carbide, and it's my pleasure to introduce you to Milan Ivkovic, who is Director of Analog and Power Technology Segment and Technical Support Center Manager of EBV. And also with us is Peter Friedrichs, Distinguished Engineer SIC of Infineon. Warm welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you, Fabian. So SIC obviously is a very hot topic. Everybody's talking about um, SIC, obviously. Where do you see the main applications? Where can you say SIC is mainstream? So we can see several applications today that are already using silicon carbide as established technology. And uh, certainly they are at the first place uh, related to, to car electrification, so EV charging, onboard chargers, but also we can see in high-end uh, motor drives, like for servo drives or motors that are running on high RPM, which are benefiting for, from a high switching frequency mm -hmm. of a silicon carbide. But also we can see it in the solar, we can see different applications that are tied to three-phase networks, so for auxiliary power supplies for 1700 volt switches, um, in silicon from silicon carbide and um, we can also see it in uh, different uh, power supplies as well okay well um obviously sic is hitting the mainstream but why is this so what are the main drivers for silicon carbide peter yeah i think um, the main driving forces are measurable tangible benefits mm -hmm. in the application uh, especially in the ones uh, milan already addressed um we are able to fulfill requirements which help us to move forward, move ahead with decarbonization, lower CO2 footprints, energy savings, so higher energy efficiency, saving of materials due to more compact systems, less cooling efforts, etc. These are the major driving forces for uh, the big boom about silicon carbide right mm -hmm. now. And of course, all connected to a progress in the technology which uh, allows us to scale at affordable costs today. Milan, anything to add from your side? I can add maybe some technology, uh, some applications that I didn't mention, where we can see that uh, engineers uh, engineers are starting uh, to to think about silicon carbide, like uh, even in heat pumps mm -hmm. for reduction of uh, sizes and boosting efficiency. Then also uh, we see it in in uh, in um, energy storage mm -hmm. applications, and uh, something that is coming. This is. Uh, uh, solid state relays and uh, solid state fuses which will enable for for energy management in in factories which is really important for for carb carbon footprint okay sic has been with us for more than 20 years now we we started with silicon uh, carbide diodes where's the technology developing to peter is there anything um, development trends you can see and share with us 
I think the major uh, development trends are in, let's say, in the direction of uh, more application-dedicated products. So the technologies itself are uh, mostly settled. So we see uh, definitely the the diode technology as the, let's say, uh, already um, it's already present uh, many many years on the market. Uh, further developments uh, we expect, especially in the MOSFET mm. arena. Also, uh, um, more powerful uh, devices, uh, more optimized uh, material utilization by uh, new d- device generations. And uh, we also expect that we will see a wider product range uh, looking into higher blocking voltages for certain applications like traction, for instance, uh, but also uh, seeing a bit more diversified spectrum uh, at the, in the arena of classical products. So different housing technologies, maybe also new blocking voltage classes. We have, have observed that recently with the introduction of 2KV devices. So that is a trend which uh, we expect to continue simply triggered by the wide range of existing but also new applications. So thanks for the insights about the developing. To me, it looks like uh, with the developing we have in SIC, there also uh, will be new applications, Peter. Do you see any new applications on the horizon? Yeah, a few of them have been already mentioned by uh, by Milan. Uh, what uh, we are also looking into, uh, since it's on the long run definitely also a big opportunity for silicon carbide, is, for instance, uh, the electric aircraft. So here, um, benefits delivered by this new technology like uh, significant rate reduction, size reduction, mm. and, of course, also high efficiency since uh, also those uh, aircrafts need some some energy storage somewhere. So this is something where uh, we expect also uh, not tomorrow, but uh, let's say latest in 10 years, a significant contribution also mm-hmm. uh, for silicon carbide-based uh, power products. Also, what is an, an interesting uh, observation we are having right now is that in existing applications, also completely new uh, architectures are enabled. So it's not really it's a new application, but within mm. an application like uh, the example of motor drives, uh, where new motor architectures uh, are enabled by the new semiconductors, which are, again, much lighter uh, they have uh, smaller footprints, uh, better efficiencies, etc. So things which have not been possible with the old silicon technologies now come up again. Uh, and this is something where also we expect additional uh, penetrations of uh, wide band gap, in particular silicon carbide technologies. Okay, with more and more applications uh, making use of SIC, with all the engineers out there craving for SIC, uh, there's a growing demand, obviously, but how will the industry serve this demand? Talking about capacity. Yeah, I think uh, everybody who is uh, a fan of white band cap uh, and silicon carbide maybe has uh, followed the announcements over the last uh, uh, months uh, from the major players worldwide. So everybody's investing heavily in capacity in new fabs. Uh, so we are trying to keep pace with the really mm. tremendously growing demand. And uh, yeah, with the investments we made so on the Infineon side, we just uh, uh, decided to uh, invest additional 5 billion euro in, in a fab where we can increase our capacity by about 15 times compared to the today's one. So this is a, a speed in growth, which uh, is very rare in, in the mm. semiconductor world and um, so 
it should simply indicate, yes, we do our very best uh, to serve the demand, to grow the capacity. And uh, we expect also from the second half uh, of the decade a relaxation mm. uh, regarding the pull from the market versus the, dem uh, the demand we can deliver. Now, both of you have painted a great picture of SIC. Obviously, for some, this is a new technology. Um, as an engineer, what challenges might you be facing with integrating SIC in an application? Yeah, you're right, because uh, silicon carbide is uh, replacing IGBTs in, in existing applications and I would say topologies as well. And then uh, most of the engineers, they have experience with IGBT and this is very important to understand what are the differences mm -hmm. of the silicon carbide material itself in order to take the maximum of the technology and also to protect the switch and the system from the events that are unwanted for sure. So I think that uh, gate driving of the silicon carbide is uh, very important. It is important for engineers to understand that there are different now turn on turn off voltages. There are much higher uh, voltage and current changes in time. So which are inducing some uh, unwanted like parasitic turn off through Miller capacitance. So gate drivers, which are capable of preventing this are a must yeah. in the circuit. Then um, uh, a special care has to be taken on the layout of the circuit because now because of the high D DI or DT changes, uh, any parasiting inductance can uh, bring significant uh, impact to the circuit. Uh, so layout of the circuit itself, uh, packages that are used, there are a lot of innovations in the packages and also uh, different uh, driving schemes like today we see Kelvin sources maybe like a standard approach to, to drive silicon carbide MOSFET and not to forget is also that isolation on the on the gate driver because now we have a very high voltage uh, uh, very high rate of voltage change so isolation barrier had to withstand so these are let's say common issues that uh, uh, designers that first time start with silicon carbide face yeah. but uh, we are here together to, to solve this either with technology from Infineon or with engineering knowledge. <laughs> Now that sounds great. Uh, Peter, anything to add with regards to challenges? Yeah, it was already nearly complete, but uh, Milan listed up maybe two things come up immediately to my mind, also based on the experience I personally had over uh, the last uh, years when implementing silicon carbide in technologies which have been dominated by IGBT mm -hmm. so far. Uh, one is um, very often system architecture change is connected to the implementation of silicon carbide. So what I mean is uh, traditionally in high power applications, people were used to have bus bars with screws and let's say really solid uh, mechanics behind. Uh, and uh, to get the best out of silicon carbide, the optimum way is to move away from bus bars into power PCBs. Uh, so avoiding any screws and uh, high inductance connectors. So this Change is uh, something where engineers uh, need education and support. That's what Milan mentioned, what we have to deliver and, and mm. give them. Uh. And the second aspect, which is definitely also a big topic in the, in the discussion right now, is that uh, silicon carbide typically has uh, not such a, a solid so, uh, short circuit withstand time compared to silicon IGBTs. Also, modern silicon IGBTs now come along with shorter uh, short circuit withstand times. But this is definitely something we need to manage in applications where this seems to be a must. Uh, but um, here again, with a proper driving scheme around uh, fast detection and uh, turn off schemes, um, I think good measures are already available, more to come. Mm. You know, so, but again, it's something where Uh, designers need to adapt to uh, the new technology in a bit different way 
than they are used to have uh, mm. or to do in silicon. Milan, you mentioned uh, products, you mentioned know-how. How is a customer, potential customer, profiting from this cooperation between Infineon and EBV? Yeah, as, as we mentioned already here, there are two challenges. First one is switching from, most probably from IGBT to silicon carbide. So this is engineering challenge. And the other is the supply chain challenge, for sure. So we are here together to, to help on both uh, sides. Um, us as uh, as EBV as a first line of uh, support facing the customer with really good connection with the Infineon applications teams, and then on the other hand our our sales and supply chain that is tightly connected to Infineon. So I think this is something this synergy that is helping customers really to to go with further with the silicon carpet. Yeah, we are very happy to have EBV on board. Uh, so it uh, gives us a much wider access to customers, a much better feedback loop, uh, much more than we can do alone. So for that reason, yeah, it's a very fruitful cooperation. And we look forward to continue with that to be more successful also with Silicon Carbide in the future. So thanks for that. Yeah. Peter, thanks for joining this podcast. Milan, thanks for joining. This concludes our podcast on Silicon Carbide. Stay tuned, there's more to come.